Good morning. It's Monday, October 31st. Happy Halloween to everyone. And uh, if you're not watching my Twitter, you may not have noticed this weekend, but I posted that Spotify notified me that the majority of my audience listens to Drake and Kanye. Those are the two top artists. First off, I, I probably couldn't name a Drake song. I definitely could not name a, a Kanye song, but what I'm more interested in is you guys telling me what you think of Kanye. <clears throat> Go and comment on my Twitter where I posted that picture of um, Rick already commented he hates Kanye. Uh, I'm not a Kanye fan from just social media. Um, the social media stuff that he has done, if you haven't heard, so he was anti-Semitic, um, very kind of Aryan nation kind of thing. Um, said that George Floyd died from fentanyl, not from, you know, but we saw a fucking knee on his neck. Um, so, you know, well, after all of that, and after he became down, came down from uh, a billionaire status, uh, he now is apologizing and he's now going completely back saying he was corrupted, um, that God has shown him his way. Guys, come on. You know, tell me what you think of Kanye, honestly, and and I'll keep an open mind. Uh, I go by the things that he says, um, and you know what he says is pretty horrific. Um, you know, from a human being standpoint. So um, I think there was a comedian that I posted, um, uh, Andrew something. Oh, I I gotta look him up on on Instagram. But um, I, I either Andrew Schultz. And if you haven't, if you haven't seen him, go and look at his podcast. He goes on a great Kanye rant, uh, rant. Um, and he's asking people, "Hey, now that Kanye has been, um, you know, people who were um, kind of protecting Kanye, he asked them to go on a rant. Uh, you know, tell me how you protect Kanye after he just said what I just said was wrong. So everybody who's saying that he was right when he himself says he was wrong, what do you say now? So." You know, again, I kind of, I'll keep an open mind. So I agree with Andrew Schultz. Either A, he's a moron. Um, B, he doesn't believe this and wants to stir up hype um, and has just flamed some, um, you know, fanned some flames uh, way too hard. Or C, the guy needs help. And if you've ever, uh, if some of you guys may, may be old enough to understand and I grew up in a very artistic kind of, you know, I have Oscar winners uh, who I went to high school with. I have um, people who you guys may know, Jim Murphy from the LCD Sound System I went to high school with, uh, Ethan Hawke I went to high school with, um, you know, Chris McQuarrie I went to high school with. Uh, I, I knew some people through living in California that were artists. They're a different breed. Um, and I don't want to say, you know, I, I don't say that they're, they're strange or anything, but there's a, a different feeling within an artist and, and they definitely feel deeper, love deeper, you know, have a whole deeper life. So maybe Kanye's going through some mental, mental things. He did, you know, um, you know, divorce Kim and, and, and he's been going on manic episodes, threatening, um, Pete Davidson. So, <laughs> uh, whatever. But I, I thought that was interesting that you guys listened to Drake and Kanye. Because it's outside of my realm. I, I posted that I sing to Barry Manilow while running 10 miles. And I sing at the top of my lungs with headphones in. So uh, it's a different, different kind of thing. Um, as far as the markets go, 
Uh, did you guys see Apple on Friday? Whoa. <laughs> um, I couldn't have predicted it. I absolutely did not predict it. I did, did tell people on Friday um, when it was dipping even Thursday night after earnings, I said under 140 is a great price for Apple. Uh, over 140 is not a bad price for Apple. Um, here's what I'll say at Apple. It's trading in the pre-market down about 1% at 153. There was a report out that Foxconn, who is their major um, manufacturer of the iPhone, is in COVID lockdowns. And if you haven't heard, China is go- doubling down on COVID lockdowns. Shanghai Disney is closed. Um, Foxconn, there's some report that they have over 200,000 uh, cases of COVID. Um, they've been said that, you know, they've denied the report. Obviously, Apple will never confirm the report, blah, blah, blah. But here are my thoughts at 153. Uh, it's clear they are the market leader uh, of Fang, meaning Amazon dropped. Uh, Netflix popped on earnings, but Netflix won't hold that. Uh, Google dropped on earnings. Microsoft dropped on earnings. And you all saw Meta. Um, Apple, in my mind, I think anything under 150 is a decent price. I think if you get it under 140, even better. If you get it between 140 and 145, I think that's where you enter. I won't condone trading this one. I think you buy and hold this one. If you wanted to trade Apple, my suggestion is learn options because the options players on Friday uh, killed it, absolutely killed it on Friday. Um, There's the possibility that there was a short. There's the possibility that Warren Buffett just loaded up on Apple after that earnings. Um, there's a bunch of possibilities, but the, the reality is that, that you can see clearly, I've got it up on my screen. There's that volume. Look at that volume in the morning. That's higher than any other four hour period that we've seen. The volume of buying was uh, tremendous. The only other time that we saw this volume was May 12th. I don't know what happened on May 12th, but it was a huge down day. Um, and it, the, the stock just stopped. Uh, What you're seeing is now, if we look at the daily on Apple, um, you're seeing kind of a, a, you know, just crossed the 200 day uh, on the the daily. The 200 day is providing resistance. It's at 156. That's 100% resistance right there. And the last time it crossed the 200 day was July 29th. It went from 162 all the way up to one, about 176. Um, so I would expect kind of a run like that. One of the things that you've got to look at is specifically for the spy and we're going, I'm going to the daily on the spy. And if you watch on YouTube, you can see it, uh, kind of there. We've had a couple of runs this year. You had this March run, which crossed the 200 day on the spy. It pulled back. Then you had this June run, which touched the 200 day. So both times you either touched or beat the 200 day. You've got a gap at the 200 day between 402 and and 408. But 408 is the 200 day. The real question with a lot of people is, are we running back up to this 200 day just to retreat? So we're this week's big, we're at Fed week. Fed's going to announce on, they're going to have their meeting on Tuesday. They're going to have their press conference on Wednesday. 
that's going to be key. Um, that's going to be kind of crazy. Uh, and, and what I want to tell you is be careful of the stocks that you have and that you hold. There is a great, great video. Um, in fact, I'm going to bring it up on the screen so you guys can see it right now on YouTube. Um, so you know exactly which video that it is. Uh, I'll, I'll mute that. But it's that um, notifications don't allow. Um, I don't know why it's telling me that. But here, stocks don't always come back. Um, logically answered is the channel, but it's, the title is stocks don't always come back. It's only got 103,000 views, March 28, 2022. It is a pretty good, um, like for instance, we were talking about skills on the YouTube chat before I came on the podcast. I don't know that skills is coming back. Uh, and this kind of goes over uh, that exact, um, exact thing. You can see skills on the screen now. Um, it's got a bunch of entries from the algorithm. Um, but I don't know that it's ever coming back because here's the thing. It's not making money. This is a great concept about paying people to actually game and, and sharing in that revenue. It's down 86% year to date. I don't think it's ever coming back. It's 52 week high is a uh, 13, 13, but that's just 52 weeks ago. I think it was even higher before that, but I don't know that it's necessarily coming back. And, and if you want to watch a video, again, it's Stocks Don't Always Come Back by a channel called Logically Answered. And, and that will guide you into, okay, let me try and figure out which stocks in my uh, portfolio do have a 52-week or an all-time high that maybe they're, they're, they, they, they may not come back into and why they may not. It's a great, great video. Um. 10 out of the 11 S&P sectors were up last week. There were several that were up rather large. XLU, utilities. Um, this one, you had a buy-in at 62.30. Um, you were at 67.42. So not quite 10%, but you're close on, an, on, on a sector. You're close. Uh, it was 6.5%. By the way, I'm getting these specific sectors from my weekly stock. Um, the guy has a great newsletter. It's fantastic. Comes out on Sunday. Um, he picks a weekly stock, which is typically a large cap stock um, in the Dow where he does options. And if you go to his website, here, I'll go to it right now. Uh, Myweeklystock.substack. Um, let me see. Uh, let me read it first. There you go. If you go in here, you can look at all of his uh, his his kind of you know stock picks for the week, um, archive uh, about. In his about, um, you can read more. What you'll get as a subscriber: historical performance, performance tracker. If you go into his performance tracker, look at his performance. I mean, six percent this year doesn't look great compared to the last three years. But you know what? The S and P is down what. 20% this year. Um, so uh, look at this. Now this is, ugh. Um, let me read it first. Here is what I wanted to show you. Um, this is the options trading. Um, and you can see he's up $20,176. Initial investment was $15,000. So he, he's 
annual return is 135% in his option stuff. He basically guides you through right here. Here's the weekly details of his options trades, and he'll go through them. Um, you know, he, he emails you when he's in, when he's out. I love it. Uh, I think it's fantastic. I think the weekly uh, newsletter is fantastic. Um, you get an email, uh, but that's where I'm getting these three. Uh, XLU, fantastic week, 6.5%. Doesn't mean that you'll get it this week, but we're kind of looking in. One of the things that I told you is I'll start looking at some of these sectors. XLI, which is industrials, up 6.7% last week. You had a buy-in here on September 29th at 83.57. You're at 94.63 in the industrials. This is a crazy good chart for this one, uh, for this week. Now, there's a gap down here. Uh, you have all the confirmation in the world. It's trading above the Bollinger Band, above the 200-day. This, this, to me, in a bear market is an obvious going to probably pull back at about 100, um, but it's at 94 right now. Uh, XLF was up 6.2%. Uh, I've talked about this one before. 31.45 was the buy-in on October 13th. You're at 34.18. So you've got your 10%. Um, but it, again, I got those from the newsletter. Um, the worst performing sector was communication services, XLC. Um, and you can see right here, we got out of it last week, but it hasn't been a, gr a good service, a good sector at all. Um, like I said, the biggest catalyst for this week is going to be the Fed. Um, it, it's, it's going to basically drive everything. So I, I don't want to go over any news. I don't want to go over anything. What I will do is go over some earnings that I tip that I think are pretty good. The first one is Avis, and it's the symbol is CAR, C-A-R. They're reporting after the bell today. Uh, this is what's crazy. At the end of September, September 28th, the buy-in on CAR was 155. You're at 253 right now. Uh, it's it just got under the Bollinger Bands. Um, this has been killing it on earnings. Um, the thought process was they can't continue to kill it on earnings. Look at the earnings per share. Um, you had in the first quarter, $7.08. Second quarter, $9.99. Third quarter, $15.94. This quarter, who knows? The RSI is high. It's 81. I would not say play this one into earnings. If you wanted to do something with earnings, uh, and, and think that this is going to justify it. Here's what we'll do. We'll go into Finviz. The PE is five. So it's not crazy expensive. This year it's up 17%. It's 52 week high is 545. This is trading at 243 and it's 52 week high is 545. It could get back there. If you guys, I'm renting a car in Los Angeles for the MLS finals. The prices are crazy. Again, this one reports after the bell today. I tend to think that this one could, you know, again, roll the dice. This run-up scares the F out of me. But remember, Tesla had a run-up into earnings. Um, a lot of these, Apple had a run-up into earnings. A lot of these had run-ups into earnings. So it doesn't mean anything. It's about, you know, what is it? Um, let's see. It's 84% above its 52-week low, which was 131. It's 55% below its 52-week high. Still, you know, 
52 weeks. But remember, stocks don't always come back. They don't always come back. But this is, this is one where I think you could, you could do well. Um, Tuesday before the market opens. So you would buy it either today or in after hours. Um, first one is BP. This is British Petroleum. This is an energy company. Can't get any better than this. $28 was the buy-in at September 30th. Um, you're up at 33 right now. Your RSI is outrageous at 70. Um, their earnings, again, $1.23 here, $1.92, $2.91. Who knows what it's going to be. The volume is there. The MACD is there. This one has had that crazy run right before earnings. You see what it did here. The last time before earnings, it had a cross-up July 18th. Earnings was on August 1st. Um, it went from 27 up to 28, right around earnings, and then ran all the way up to 34 before crashing back down to 28. You've got uh, a gap here below uh, between 29 and 28. So at some point, I think it comes back to fill that. But do I think that these guys are going to report a bad quarter? Come on, it's energy. Who's reporting a bad, a bad quarter in energy? Another one before the bell. Sunoco, S-U-N. You're seeing this run up. 39 was the run up, uh, the buy on October 13th. It's had constant confirmation above the nine day here inside the Bollinger Bands. You're at 43. Don't know what the earnings will be. It's an interesting one. Uh, you don't have any gaps in this one that need to be filled. There's nothing that says that it's going to return back, uh, retreat back. The 200-day, you can see it dips below the 200-day right there, but it provides a pretty good resistance, and the 200-day is at 39. So I like Sunoco. Again, it's energy. Uh, one that I own for uh, before the market opens is MPLX. Um, this is one that, are they doing before the market? Yeah, pre-market tomorrow. Um, again, Buy-in was $30.40. This is like a 9% dividend. It's up at $33.66. So if you bought in at the, the cross-up, which I know I went over because I own it, um, you're, you, know, you have the confirmation above the nine date. There's no gaps here that need to be filled. This gap right here was already filled. There's no, nothing below it that I see that needs to be filled. The RSI is high. And the MACD is, is, you know, looks like it's reached it, its peak. It might be crossing down, but do I think that they're going to raise the, I think they're going to raise the dividend. I think they're going to give something back. This is one that, that constantly has just performed really, really well um, for me. A podcast favorite, I can say my, one of my favorites is uh, Simon Property Group. They report tomorrow before the open. 91.25 was the cross up on September 29th. I know I went over this. It's at $108, 20% you've gotten on this one. Uh, right before earnings, the gap here has been filled. You can clearly see the gap down that was between 103 and 104. Clearly filled, you're within the, uh, above the nine day, within the, uh, the lower Bollinger Band. I don't know what they're going to report. They might give guidance that their, their, their stores are filled, that malls are uh, reopened. Who knows what they're going to do? The algorithm, the average win is 11%. Part of the reason why I like it. You do only win 26% of the time. This one is a big, big win. Now, do I wish I could go back and buy it at 91? Absolutely. 
Uh, I said the the pivot point on this one was 100, 108. Not horrible. I think there's a $120 stock, so you probably have at least 10 more percent in it. Uh, in a good market, if we're not, again, stocks don't always go back to where they are. But this one is a good one. Uh, SPG, we can look at it uh, against its competitors just because I know it fairly well. The PE is 17. It's got a 6.42% dividend. Its 52-week high was 171. And that wasn't too long ago. That was in January. Um, you know, since then, it's kind of beaten, gotten beaten down and kind of stayed down. Um, hasn't reached its 200 day. Still got that one, uh, the, this little yellow line right there. Um, so I, I, you're 36% above that 171. You're 26% again above its 52 week low, which was $86. Now, the other one is SKT in this one. These are the two that I typically traded. SKT's PE, 45. It's dividend 4.92. You're only 20% below your 52 week high, which is $22. Uh, it's trading at 17, $17.90. Uh, and if we look at the chart on this one, it looks completely different than, than Simon. There's differences in their, uh, their dollar. I think it's Simon. Simon takes rental of the actual space, uh, whereas Tanger takes both rental and a percentage of the sales from the stores. Doesn't matter which store it is, but um, I, I believe that's the difference. But I liked <clears throat> Simon Property Group. Tanger's got their earnings, looks like um, November 2nd, and it's post-market. So Wednesday after the market, you can probably see, you know, again, look at that, that MACD is super up there. The RSI is at 71. This one, you had a cross up here at 1402. You're at 1790. You got 20% just like you had with uh, Simon. Uh, after the market closed tomorrow, AMD, one that I personally own, uh, SOPX, SOXL is the semiconductor long. There are a bunch of semiconductors reporting. Um, uh, you just look at, I mean, the, the stock looks like it's just been beaten down so much. Uh, it, it's crazy. Um, how much this is beaten down. Do I think this is going back to the 200 day at $80 uh, with earnings? No, no, no way. Do I think it could pop for 10%? Eh. They might give some guidance about Taiwan. They might give some guidance about, um, you know, some buyback, some, some dividend. This is one that I'm just kind of hoping. But the one that I really like with earnings uh, after the bell tomorrow is Devon. Devon Energy reports tomorrow. This is a podcast favorite. Uh, $60.96 was the buy-in on September 29th. I have always said anything below 60, you buy it. Anything above 60, you sell once it loses its confirmation. It did lose its confirmation. There is a kind of a button hook here. My reluctance to sell it is because earnings were coming up. And I kind of think that, you know, again, you look at these energy earnings. I don't know that it justifies 75. Um, when we look at Devon, their PE is nine. Uh, year to date, they're up 76%. They're only 3% below their 52-week high of 78. So this one could be one that you, tra you trade, um, you know, if you've had a good run on it, 
I think my average purchase is like $53 at this point. Um, you do have a dividend that's probably coming up. You can see right here. I don't think they've announced the dividend yet. Uh, let me see if they, they do have a dividend X date. I don't think that they do. I think they announce it on their, their earnings. Yeah, they'll announce it on their earnings. Um, oh, and by the way, we looked at this on YouTube. Uh, Boyle is up above 40. So it's gotten all the way to about 42, but it's, it's up there. Um, another energy one that I like that is up uh, for earnings is energy transfer. ET is the symbol. Uh, this is one, they run pipelines. This is one, it crossed up on September 30th at $10.91. You're trading at $12.53. So you've gotten at least your 10%, uh, if not more. Um, their earnings are coming up. Their ex-dividend date usually is right after that. Uh, earnings, energy transfer, we can go in here. Uh, their PE is nine. They have an 8.46% dividend. The last uh, analyst, they had an overweight on, on January 7th at $12. It's trading at $12.53. So, but that was January. So Zach's has it. Insider Monkey has it. Again, you can kind of look at what these guys do. Insider trading, um, September 13th, there was a guy who bought um, 6 million shares, who's the executive chairman, on September 12th. He bought $29 million worth of shares. Um, same guy on August 9th bought $17 million of shares. This guy, who's the executive chairman, has just been loading up on shares. August and September. Doesn't always indicate something great, but August and September, that's this quarter. Uh, you can clearly see that it's run to close to its 52-week high of 1257. So. You know, again, you're hitting this at, at its 52-week high. So that's the danger, but you do have an 8% dividend. So you'd have to really screw up <laughs> to have this one go back down about 10% to, 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 to take out that dividend. Um, Wednesday before the open, we have Qualcomm. And you guys that know chips, I don't personally own Qualcomm. I probably should with the amount of times that I've touted it. Now, I have loved this one from 170 down to 111. It has provided you several attempts um, to break back up. Uh, this is one full self-driving. They have Volkswagen using their chips. These are the Snapdragon chips that are used in a lot of um, uh, Android phones. You've got earnings coming up before the bell. Your dividend X date is November 30th. Uh, and they, they have a fairly low PE. Now you did have a cross up here at 111. You're trading at 119. Let me just make sure. Let me see what they're, because chips are going down in the pre-market. You're trading, I think it was 117, 118, 118.40 is where you're at in the pre-market. So you are above this. Your RSI is kind of high at about 55, probably will come down in the pre-market. I think if you could get this around 115, you'd be safe for earnings. Now, here's the thing. Chips are dangerous right now. That's why I say stay in SOXS, SOXL, and trade the trend. Just use a trend line. 
If you're going to invest in a, an actual stock, I don't think, I think Qualcomm is your safest of all the chips. Um, they have a good dividend, so you can sit it out while you can. I think they've been beaten down enough that they're down to, I, I don't want to say a floor because you could hit 100. Um, the 52-week the range of Qualcomm is 104 is the low. And remember, you're trading at 118. So you're 13% above your 52-week low. Your 52-week high is 193. You're 38% there. So you're not quite in the middle. Um, it does have PE of 10, 2.52% dividend. So I do think that you have an opportunity here, but I don't want to overstate it. Uh, if you're looking for after the bell on Wednesday, Marathon Oil. Marathon Oil is one that's just run up. You had a buy-in here at 2282. Uh, on September 30th, you are trading above the Bollinger Bands. It's kind of just quite, you know, it, it pulled back a bit, probably down today in pre-market. Let me, let me make sure, um, MRO, I don't think they have a big pre-market move $30 and two cents. So under 30, I, I think you could pull the trigger because when we look at, uh, MRO, the 52 week high is 3324. Now, I don't, I don't usually trade based on 52-week highs and things like that, but if you don't think that this is going to be a record quarter, um, you know, again, look at Chevron, look at Exxon. They had uh, lower um, uh, cost of oil, or I should say sales price of oil per barrel, um, but they made more money. That's what good companies do, and I think Mar Marathon Oil is one of those companies. So, if you buy below 30, I think you could hit 33 at some point in the next couple of weeks. You have your ex-dividend date that trades right on November 15th. The ex-dividend, um, the dividend is only 1.19 in this one. So Thursday before the market opens, an interesting one that I've talked about that I really like is Peloton. And the reason I like Peloton is not, I hate the stock, love the service. Uh, I love their yoga programs. I love their bike programs. I did the Peloton hack. If you don't know what the Peloton hack is, look it up on, um, on YouTube. You basically buy a cheap bike with some sensors and you do it so that you don't have to pay a thousand, two thousand $2,000 for an actual Peloton bike. And rather than paying $45, $49 per month for your actual um, uh, subscription service that you have to use with the bike, you actually only pay $12. If you're a student, it's $6. If you're military, it's $6. Um, and you get access to all of that stuff. The only difference is you can't be on the leaderboard. Who the F cares about the leaderboard when you can save, what is it, uh, almost $200, $300 a year? Go and buy yourself a, a, a little blackboard that you can put up and write your name on and just say leaderboard and do that. Or buy one of those rocket books you know, that, that you can type, you can write in every day for your leaderboard or do, you know, an Excel spreadsheet with your own stuff leaderboard. I like this one. The problem they're going to have is they, they do have, some, I mean, they just have tons of these bikes, treadmills. Um, they announced a rowing machine. I don't know if they're going to get great coverage from this one. You do have a gap up here between 11 and 13. Don't expect that one to get filled anytime soon. But if you want to gamble, this one might be worth the gamble. Because again, I like the service. I really do like the service. MRNA, uh, Moderna, Hype Stock 101. Uh, the insiders are all selling. There are no buyers of this from the inside. 
Uh, we had a cross up here at 136.53. We're trading at 150. Uh, this is one that the algorithm makes you 270%. Buying and holding only makes you 122%. You have 26 positions. Your average win is 26%. You win 50% of the time. It's over 1,000 candles. Uh, the problem that you're going to have with Moderna, uh, they probably will announce the price of their uh, COVID drug. The problem is, uh, come January, no government's actually buying it. Insurance companies will charge you for the shots. Uh, what they charge you, what Moderna charges, what Moderna will make, who knows? Moderna is a one-trick pony. The COVID vaccine is the only thing they have. They are coming out with others, and as they announce others, you can expect this to absolutely go crazy. Um, mRNA, they, they sued Pfizer. Nobody's getting any money from that lawsuit other than the lawyers. Their PE is four. Um, they are 59% below their 52-week high of 376. They are 31% above their 52-week low of 115. Year to date, it's down 40%. Again, this is hype train. You've already had a portion of this hype already um, traded in. Uh, this is what it does almost every earnings period. Look at this one. You can see it, it climbed up there and then came down. Um, you can see it climbed up right about earnings, but then quickly came down. Um, we can go back even to the previous earnings. You can see kind of got hyped up, but this is where it kind of slipped. Um, you know, again, I, I think the world is COVID, COVID tired. Um, but I do like this one for a, 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 a play on earnings. ConocoPhillips reports on Thursday before the bell. Um, and stay tuned because the big one's coming up right next. But ConocoPhillips Oil Company, I can't say anything. Uh, you know, I, you've got all of these. Are, you know, look at all the confirmation. 106.93. I've said it before. And, and if you look at the titles of the podcast, just scroll down. Energy's been in here for at least three, four weeks since the end of August. Uh, now, we did have this pullback. I got it wrong. I'm not perfect. Uh, let, let's do our best Jim Cramer impression. I want to apologize. I got it wrong. I was misled. The hubris is enormous. <laughs> Douche. Douche. Um, yeah. If you like that, comment below. I'm using my, uh, my influencer voice there. Comment below. Hit like and subscribe. But yeah, ConocoPhillips, how can I say anything bad? I'm, they're going to make a, a shit ton of money. The big one um, that's coming out Thursday before the open is Chenier Energy. This is one that has another cross up at 174.35. This one got you out uh, October 25th. It has you back in. Uh, it has been a, a flyer. And here's what you have to know. Uh, this one above 150 just continues to print money. Uh, Josh Brown on, on CNBC said it at 150. He thought that was a, a significant um, support pivot level. He said uh, if it dips under 150, you should buy it. If it goes above 150, we're off to the races. Um, the 200 days at 153. Uh, they will most likely announce. Here's... Here's the problem that you have. So what Chenier Energy, the, the benefit that they have, they have a Louisiana port uh, where they liquefy natural gas. They put it on a ship. 
and it sells for like $8 or something per measurement here. It's selling for close to $200 um, in the Dutch. The problem is they've got a ton of ships that are basically sitting in the ocean with a bunch of liquid natural gas in Europe that they can't offload. Europeans have maxed out their, um, their storage capability. They also don't have the facilities to actually receive it in the ports. So you've basically got all these ships. I don't know what's going to happen, but this is dangerous because this could be one of those, um, uh, you win 40% of the time. This could be one of the 60% that you actually lose on this cross up. And the reason I say it could be is if they say, yeah, we can't, we can't get into Europe. Well, there's your problem. Uh, so while you've got some money in this one, it did just do a cross up. I would probably wait for the earnings on this and, and trade the momentum. Look at it. If it's up 10%, you know what? It's going to be up 20%. So I, I think you buy into this one early. Uh, I think you, maybe you play some options, but have some significant stop losses on it. Um, I like it, but you know, again, it's a, it's, it's a risk. Uh, after the bell on Thursday, you have PayPal. Uh, I personally own this one. I think I'm at like a $200 price point. Um, yeah, so you can, you can look at this one. Um, but November 3rd after the bell, you had a cross up here at 8574. You're trading at about 86. It's 8541 pre-market. So you're below the actual trigger here. You might get sold out that MACD. Take a look at this MACD before earnings. Uh, it's kind of crossing down. So uh, you can take your chance. Another uh, one that is trading is reporting after the bell is Square. Square has had some upward trajectory. You had a $57.03 buy-in on October 18th. Eh, let's see. Let's look at Square versus PayPal in, um, active in, in FinBiz. Square. Not making money. Their forward PE is 40. PayPal, um, if I can type, PayPal has a PE of 49. So it's a toss up which one you want to invest in Square. But uh, there's been a recent run up on crypto. And could Coinbase be one that takes uh, advantage of this? They have their earnings coming up after the bell on Thursday. Eh. This one could be good. Uh, you've capitulated here between about 45 and I'd say 80 because this one that just breached the 200-day, you're riding the 200-day as support and resistance at this point. It's just not doing anything. I don't know that it's necessarily hugely uh, attractive to me. The algorithm loses you 71%. Buying and holding loses you 81%. Um, you win 30% of the time, 30 positions. Um, your average win is only 7%. So I think there's better ones out there, but I like it because if you want uh, exposure to the um, crypto, I, I think that's one that you look at. Um, November 8th, speaking of crypto, is Mara, Marathon Digital Holdings. I like this one for crypto. If you're going to do anything in this space, I would stay out of Coinbase and go to Mara. That's personally what I would do. Um, your average, I, I'm not here. So you have 29 positions over a thousand candles. 31% are wins. Your average win is 
That's because you have had a couple of crazy runs on this. This one in particular, look at this, $5.94. You ran this, and that was June, July 6th. You ran it all the way up August 19th for 112%. You could have gotten there even better. This one, you know, you, you've got a, a couple of crazy wins on this. Their earnings are coming up uh, next week. If you're going to do crypto, I think I'd, I'd do Mara. I, I would gamble on Mara versus Coin. Starbucks is coming up Thursday after the bell. Um, I got my dad out at 75 on this one. You have a MACD cross up just here on Friday, 87.44. It's using that 200 day as support on the four hour chart. Um, their ex dividend date is right afterwards. Uh, with China shutting down, this one's dangerous. I'll just kind of put it that way. I'm not a huge Starbucks fan. Uh, I think their food is crap. Um, I don't drink coffee. So it is what it is. Melly comes up on Thursday. This is Mercado Libra. Libre, maybe. Libra, Libre. Tomato, tomato. Um, 8.6% is what the algorithm gets you. This one has been uninspiring to me, but because a listener brought this one up previously, I saw it on the list. I thought I'd bring it up. Uh, since they brought it up, you really haven't had much. I mean, it's been trading here between 701 and um, 1100, but that's since August. You know, ever since kind of the last earnings, which was August 3rd, you kind of ran up here, but you've been trending down. Make no mistake, this is a downward trend uh, on this one. There are gaps up here, though. Uh, you're trading at 878. There are gaps here at 900, 910 to 930. There's another gap here, 955 to 973. So this one could could be an opportunity to fill those gaps up if they report. This is the, I believe it's the Amazon of uh, Latin America. So it's interesting. Uh, Boyle is one that is running pre-market. Let's look at where it is. I will switch over here to Active Trader Pro and we will look at Boyle. And Boyle is currently, I think it's at 40, yeah, $40.94. Uh, it opened up at $40.41, so it took off for a little bit, uh, but it's trading in the, in the algorithm. Let's switch back over to Safari View. In the algorithm, you've got it here at $39.56. You've traded here, and I've said this, this is a downward trend right after this MACD cross-up. And it's been trading between 35 and 40. I, I said anything under 40, I think you could make some money if this one starts to move. Remember, it's a, it's a levered natural gas futures uh, ETF. So this holds no value. This isn't one where you just buy it and hold it. And God, I'm just going to forget about it. It's not one that you, you do that with. Um... There's a couple that I want. I didn't get any scans, by the way, so I won't look at any scans because nothing really showed up that, that's interesting. And it's Fed week. But this is what I wanted to show you guys. Um, Caterpillar, which is a Dow stock. September 30th, you had a cross up here at 165. Today, you're trading at 216. That run up in a Dow stock is phenomenal. Unheard of. Uh, Caterpillar was downgraded to a hold um, by one of the major brokerage houses. 
So I don't want you to think that this is a trigger to buy on this one. Um, but I wanted to show you kind of what you can do. See down here how the, the MACD is kind of low. Um, the RSI is low. Well, when you have a good company with good earnings, with good management, that just may have gotten caught up in the economic cycle of, of the world, which Caterpillar did. It's not, it's not time to throw in the towel, but it's time to look at that opportunity. And so that's where I think you can really look at that, that video that I talked about earlier. Stocks don't always come back. Take a look at, at it in Caterpillar's um, view. Take a look at it, Deer. Um, Deer is a similar one that has run up, not as much as Caterpillar. It wasn't as beaten down, but 341 on the same, about the same time period, September 29th, and you're at 399. So I, there are a lot of these. They have, and Deer has earnings coming up November 22nd. There's a lot of these that you can find. And, and the reason why I scan the Dow 30, the S&P 100, the NASDAQ 100, um, the ARC funds, uh, I have my own watch list. The reason why I do that is because we can try and find some of these that are beaten down. When I do a scan, I, I do look for some of these. I don't always catch them, but sometimes I do. Uh, so one of the things that uh, happened over the weekend that we may want to watch is wheat has hit a two-week high and you're out of it right now on the algorithm but there is an etf that trades for wheat and it's w-e-a-t um it is not attractive in any sense uh you win 50 percent of the time 46 percent to be exact the algorithm makes you 52 percent buying and holding makes you 46 percent again this is over a thousand candles you can see when the food shortage in Ukraine really started back in February here. This one pumped all the way up to about, it looks like $12, uh, $12.75, almost $13. And then it kind of shrunk down. And then it went, and then, oh shit, we've got another food shortage. And then, oh, well, maybe we'll be okay. And it comes down. Now, if I, I go to a weekly chart of this WEAT, you'll see. We've just run up here. That's all we did this year. Uh, for, for the rest of the years, this has been in a downward spiral. And WEAT just kind of came up. And it's not huge, but you can see, look at the volume. There was nothing before this year. And then all of a sudden, the war in Ukraine. But you can see, it's, it's just trending down. So while you hear WEAT, WHEAT, um, wheat, is at a two-week high, Still not super attractive to me. I'd rather see you go into the, um, the Mosaics, uh, which is MOS, which is a fertilizer company. Um, I think that's a good one. Uh, Tom had sent me a couple of fertilizer companies uh, this morning, I think. I didn't get a chance to look at them completely, but here, $50.63, and, and, and it's now trading at 54 not a bad, not a bad trade on this one for a couple of weeks, October 19th. Their earnings are coming up November 7th, so next week. So remember this week, it's all about the Fed. Uh, now, I've got a, oh, you know what, Jesse, you are right. I've got a couple up here that I've got to go over. Okay, let's look at uh, WCC. I'll look at WCC for Jesse, uh, and we'll do that one right now. 
WCC. And I've got Jackson and Corey as well. Uh, WCC Westco International, Jesse asked about. Um, boy, look at this one. 128.36 is the cross up on October 24th. You do have some gaps up here. Uh, their earnings are coming up November 2nd. Let me see. Let's see what the analysts are saying about this one. WCC is Westco International. Their PE is 11. They don't have a dividend. They are 4% up this year. Uh, analyst on October 17th, uh, 148 to 150 is Jeffrey's price target. Um, Westco International provides business-to-business -business distribution, logistics services, and supply chain solutions to the United States, Canada, and internationally. Operates three segments, electrical and electrical solutions, electronic solutions, communications and security solutions, and utility and broadband solutions. This is one that, you know, I, I'm not 100% sure I love, but heading into earnings, you can clearly see it's got confirmation, 128 up to 137. It's not a horrible move. The RSI, though, is at 65. The MACD's kind of crossing over there. They're going to have to announce some crazy good earnings, I think. Um, so I, I think that's, I think there's better places, better opportunities in the market, Jesse, to be honest with you. One that Jackson from Instagram sent me is FO, P-H-O. This is Invesco Water. And this isn't super exciting. The performance, the algorithm makes you 23%. Um, buying and holding this one makes you 21%. Um, it's water resources. I mean, everybody needs water. Probably through a pandemic, even a recession, you're probably looking at it a pretty decent um, solution here. Uh, but you've got a MACD cross up here at 46.82. There's no earnings. This, this is an ETF. 46.82. You're running all the way up to 50. It, it definitely has a high RSI at 64. The MACDs, you're kind of seeing that button hook. And I think with running a high on this Bollinger Band, you're going to see that. You're going to see it high. It crossed below the uh, 200 day on September 21st. It crossed up above it on October 25th. You have some gaps up here between 51 uh, and 52, say it and 52 and 53. So you do have some gaps to cover, eh, six, 7% above where you're at today. Maybe it runs up to that. I don't see anything super exciting about it, but it is, again, it's water resources. So I can't imagine that it's horrible. Uh, one that Corey was betting on, and this one was interesting because um, uh, it's housing. And we've talked about DRV being a crazy good ETF against the housing uh, crisis uh, or, uh, you know, essentially what could be the housing crisis. Now, DHI, which is DR Horton, I am not into home builders whatsoever. I think these guys, you know, they charge a shit ton of money for new houses. They put together a box uh, and then you got to customize it yourself. That's kind of the way I view it. But uh, I like custom home builders a little bit better. These guys, DR, DR Horton, eh. I'm not a huge fan of. You did have a cross up here at 71, 71.19, and that was October 24th, so just last week. You've had a crazy good run here. Now, the earnings are coming up November 8th. Um, they have 
basically been saying that prices for them, meaning their costs, have been coming down significantly. Uh, They are putting up houses. You guys know, I think I've mentioned this before, there's a housing shortage in this country. So the the reason the, the, the houses went up quickly and we didn't have enough houses was because people moved out of the cities during the pandemic. Um, the other thing is, you know, money was cheap, so you could get it. I had lunch with my real estate agent last week. I asked, are people buying down? He said, no, they're just taking out, you know, bigger percentage mortgages and hoping that they'll refinance. So I don't know that there's a housing crisis, but this is clear. This has run up completely um, from 71. You do have earnings coming up November 8th. And if we look at this one, this one looks interesting to me just because DRV was beaten down so much and it continues to be beaten down. You got a 1.15% dividend. You're pretty much in the middle of your 52-week range. 59 was your 52-week low. You're 31% above that. 110 is your 52-week high. You're 30% below that. Uh, Year-to-date, you're down 28%. So you're down uh, even bigger than SPY. Let me see what SPY would, just so I'm, I'm up to date. SPY is 18%. So you're down even higher than, even more than SPY. Your PE is five. You can do a comparison of the others. Um, October 21st, Raymond James downgraded these guys to a, um, from $103 down to 77. Uh, the only key bank capital partners upgraded them in September and they put a price target of 84. So I, I don't know how to value these guys. They do have earnings coming up. There could be a huge move on these earnings. Uh, but I wanted to compare that with DRV, which has been a big play for uh, me and my podcast. Um, you had this amazing move August 17th at $35. You went all the way up to $85. So you doubled your money here in, in the span of two months. Um, and you can clearly see that, that there's some, some volume along with that. Now, you do have a gap down here between 41 and 42. You have no confirmation. You've gotten out of your recent price. Uh, my guess is that we trade down to about 52, um, and we use this 200-day as support. Uh, I'm going to wait for a MACD cross-up. You can clearly see the MACD is, is just on, on ski slope down. The RSI is at 36. It's kind of moving a little bit up into the bottom part of the Bollinger Band. But I, I think DHI is an interesting one to play against this. Um, that obviously, there's a real estate bear here. Let's see. Three times real estate bear ETF. Uh, there's DRV. Um, let's look at the bull. We'll put in bull. DRN. DRN is the opposite. DRV and DRN. So DRN. You've got to buy in here at eight dollars. It's at nine 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 sixty nine, but it's clearly overbought at sixty. So those are the two. Okay, I've rambled for enough. Uh, I'm done with the podcast. I am going to show the people on YouTube a little uh, secret I just found out with upgrading the Mac. So uh, I would, if you want to see it, go to what an hour, an hour, God, close to an hour on um, 
the YouTube live for today, if you want to see it. Uh, again, tomorrow I'm traveling. The rest of the week I'm traveling. If I'm on, it probably will just be the podcast. It'll be a five-minute one. I might do some YouTube shorts because I'm going to be uh, on the road so I don't have my whole setup here with the, the computer. But if you have any questions, hit me up on Instagram. Look at my link tree. It has my Twitter, YouTube, has everything. Thank you to the supporters of the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. You guys that tip me, you guys are awesome. Um, I thank you guys. It's all about the Fed this week. If you want to play earnings, you can, but it's all about the Fed. So hold out for that Fed meeting. Okay, take care. See ya.